Agents Podcast. Welcome to the Lab Coat Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Lab Coat Agents Marketing Center. The LCA Marketing Center is designed specifically for the real estate world. It's a design center for marketing that is templates created so you can just plug and play. From flyers, postcards, buyer presentations, to open house signs and Instagram posts. Check it out for free for seven days at lcamarketingcenter.com. In episode number two, Tristan and Jeff interview Mike Bernier and talk about how he and his partner Long Doan started their agent team of eight back in 2014 and have since grown it to over 375 agents. What has been their secret? Listen in to learn how they disrupt the real estate space and innovate to succeed. Hey, Lab Code Agents. Welcome to the Lab Code Agents podcast. That was my sexy voice, guys. Was it good? <laughs> that was, that was good. good. All right. We've got Mike Bernier from Realty Group out in, uh, dude, you're in Minnesota? Yeah, Minneapolis, man. Love it. And obviously, my partner in crime, Jeff Fitzer. I know you can't pronounce his name when you read it, but it's Fitzer. Right, Jeff? Good old German name. That's right. Love it. All right. So today we're going to talk about making your dreams come true and looking outside your window, looking at double rainbows. And what else, Jeff? Uh, we're going to talk <laughs> uh, on a serious note. Uh, we're going to talk about how Mike has uh, taken uh, his, his business as a single agent to a massive team. And uh, we're going to dive a little deeper into recruiting because he is the expert on that. But first, we've got a set of rapid fire questions. Uh, T, why don't you and I alternate? You go first. Fire away. All right. So, Mike, welcome Yo. to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Dude, thanks for being here, man. Thank you. We really thanks. appreciate that. The round of questions works. We're going to ask you probably five to six questions. You just answer them quickly. No more than 20-second response. This is for us and the audience to get to know you quickly. And it gives a little insight as to who you are right? Got it. Are you ready? We're ready. Here we go. Question number one, Mike, who are your current mentors? Dude, you're looking at them right there, right in front of you. No, but honestly, that's a great question. You know, current mentors, the whole closing table and Club Wealth crew, we've got Sam Karamian is a great mentor of mine. Uh, I learned a lot from you, Tristan, just uh, watching what you're doing. Kind of that whole plugged in circuit you know, nationally, uh, all of you guys. Good stuff. Good stuff. Mike, number two, what is your favorite book currently? Favorite book currently, I'm going to say is probably one thing I'm just starting to read right now is E-Myth. I don't know if you guys read that, but uh, that's something I'm just going to be starting right now. Good, 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 good. All right. What advice do you give anyone trying to start a business? Well, I'll tell you what. So when you're trying to start a business, I would say uh, I always begin with the end in mind. That's one thing that I would say is pretty important, understanding exactly what you're trying to accomplish with that business where you're trying to go with it, and what your real mission statement is. Beautiful. Let's segue off the business for a second. What do you do for fun? Dude, that's, that's a loaded question. So I've got so, much, so many different hobbies. I'm on a motorcycle. I used to competitively box, but I still do a little bit. So I like to fish. I like to be in a boat. I like to travel. There's so much stuff I do. It's, it's a long list. Dude, nice. That explains a lot. Yeah, I know you ride, Tristan. I've seen your pictures. Yeah, bro. Not as good as you. Last question. What are you excited about right now? Honestly, right now, I'm excited for the next year. 
in real estate. 2019, you know, there's all kinds of shifts and changes going on. I'm always excited for what's coming next and what opportunities are going to happen. I think there's, uh, you know, we're positioned to grow. All of us are positioned to grow in any circumstance we can find the opportunity. Beautiful. And that's, that's a good segue into the uh, podcast, which we wanted to start, Mike. So we, we lead in these podcasts with a little background on you, which, which is just a small snip of who you are. And I think a lot of people, especially in the Code community, already know who you are. But what a lot of them probably don't know is your background in the business. You started as a solo agent and you've grown to where you are today. You have a great partner in Long. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how the progression of your career has gone. Great question. So I started back in 1998, back when the market was very different and the way we did business was very different. I started never having sold a home in my life or sold anything in my life, never owned a home in my life, walked into a real estate office on a job ad, didn't even know what it was for. Boom, I'm licensed three weeks later and I'm out there in the field at 21 years old. You know, I spent all the way through the crash as a solo agent, almost lost everything during the crash, by the way. After the crash, I learned that, that the way I was doing things before was kind of like a one-trick pony. You know, I, I, I really just worked with first-time home buyers and people maybe moving up. I didn't do anything with REO. I didn't do anything with investment property. I didn't diversify. So after the crash, I did all those things. I got heavily into lead generation, got just outside of my sphere, started figuring a few more things out, got in some niches like, you know, REO and investment property and flips and the whole bit. Uh, next thing you know, I'm a solo agent doing 70 transactions a year with one transaction coordinator, literally hating my life because uh, I was in the car 14 hours a day. You know, so I knew at that point I was going to have to evolve to do something different. I couldn't keep that pace up. I was either going to have to grow a team or scale back, and I didn't want to scale back. Once you're on a forward momentum and trajectory, you don't want to go backwards, right? So you got to figure out the no, next move. Definitely not. Were you uh, at least driving a nice car? Oh, man, I, I was driving Escalades. That was the thing. Out, out here in the frozen north, man, you can't be like little rear-wheel drive Mustangs. You can't do that. So, yeah. no, I was, uh, I was driving huge Escalades and Suburbans, man, I tell you. Good, good. Just I wanted to make sure that you were happy and miserable at the same time. <laughs> you know, I kind of was. I kind of was. But, yeah, it was interesting, you know. I mean, um, going through that whole solo agent routine, maxing myself up until I, I had to replace myself. I couldn't do everything and grow. At some point, I had to scale. So after, you know, you, you made it through the crash, you were doing, you, you were doing a lot of transactions, you were miserable. At what point did your career segue into what started where you are today? So in about 2014, we were doing a lot of lead generation from REO. Now Long, my partner, was one of the state's largest REO agents at the time. So we were doing, it was almost like free money. Just we were getting 500 and 900 sign calls every month off that REO. You know, that's about the cheapest lead source you can possibly get. Wow. When the REO started drying up, Long and I had a discussion. We said, we got to figure something out because our lead source is going away and we've got you know, a large building and a lot of resources we've dedicated here. So do we either fold up shop and downsize or do we open a traditional brokerage and you know, kind of form a, a different lead generation team within that brokerage or do we just scale down? We chose to go for it and risk it. So we started a, a team with four or five agents that wanted Realtor.com leads. So we invested in Realtor.com. We started growing that side of it. Simultaneously, while recruiting to the brokerage, we started with eight agents in the brokerage. So this is 2014. Today, we've got about 375. You know, so we've got about 12 or 13 people on our, on our what we call our lead team, taking our leads. But we've got uh, 375 total. So our decision was we were going to ramp up and find a different way to thrive in a changing market. And so just to be clear, you're still running a team inside the brokerage while you're growing the brokerage, right? 
Correct. And that team will, between about 12 to 13 people, will do about 220 transactions a year. And we're still ramping that up. We're, we're hoping to hit 300 next year. And from you ramping up your team and growing such a large brokerage in four years, three years, what has been that number one thing that you could say, hey, Tristan, Jeff, Labcoats, this is the one thing that really made the difference for us in that growth. Right. So I would say the, if there's probably not one thing, but if I'm going to pick on one thing that really made a difference in the growth was understanding what the agents today, what they need today versus what they might have needed 10 years ago. Like understanding what agents really need and what's going to help them thrive. I'm all about trying to solve people's pain points. You know, so if I understand their pain points, I can help solve those. If I can attract agents to work with us and grow their business, giving them the things that they need today. And what I mean about things today, and you probably know this, Tristan, every time you turn around, there's a new shiny object out there. There's a new fear of loss or fear of missing out because, oh, I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. I should look at this. And pretty soon people are chasing, you know, uh, going down rabbit holes and not really doing any business. So for us, we decided to solve that pain point and really figure things out for agents and help plug them into what they should be using and help them actually run and operate it. So our agents right now are experiencing a 104% increase in business in the first year with us at the brokerage because we're actually helping them run their, it is, it's good, it's good stuff. So, you know, we're helping them run that operation side of their business, you know, helping them plug in because Jeff, you and I were just talking about this. If they've got to research something or figure it out or take time to, to learn something that makes them stop in their tracks in production a lot of times, you know, so they don't want to do it. They just want to keep running, like keep hitting the ground running. So we, we learned early on, if we can solve their pain points and help get them plugged into the right stuff, their business would grow. And then naturally, because their business grows, our business grows. How do you plug in things into their business like that? You kind of do it in the background or do you have them learn it? Because you know how tough that is, right? It's very tough. So what we got is we have dedicated people. And I've got one, one person right now, and we're probably going to add a second this year underneath her, that all she does is run platforms and systems for us. So she's running education and training and she's literally running the back end. So, you know, on call action, for example, which you guys are familiar with that product, if they're going to use our brokerage account, which we have one, we'll give them a seat on call action and we'll run the back end and the lead routing and we'll train them what happens when they get a call action lead. Then we'll train them on how to convert it and then we'll train them how to plug in the campaigns. You know, so we're, we're doing a lot of the back end and education for them. Is this training done through video or... A lot of it's live. live. A lot of it's live in Zoom, just like we are right now. A lot of screen shares, a lot of live, and then we'll repeat it. We'll record it. They can have it, but people learn better kind of in a live setting, I think. Jeff, what do you think of that, bro? Well, I, got a, I got a question. So let's use this example. Let's use call action as the example. So, you know, obviously call action is, is super intense, right? It's, it's probably the most intense uh, automation system on, on the market, which is also the scariest thing about it because again, you could sit on a call for hours with Jesse going through the system and my mind is blown and, and I'm going to get nothing accomplished because it's just too much. So if you're going to execute this for them, when you dumb it down. So if, you, if you're going to, if you set it up for an agent, does the person who that you guys have hired to do this for them, are they actually saying, okay, you want to sign up for this? You want to, you want to have a seat? Here's what we have to do. We have to record some voicemails and here's what I suggest you say. Here's some text money. This is what works, but you can tweak it. Is that how you guys set it up? Yes and no. So we, we try to really spoon feed it. Collection does a lot of things, a lot of different things, right? One of the first things that we try to teach people is just how to identify that somebody is calling or somebody that's reaching out is a lead. That's one of the first things we start them on is just lead identification. Let's make sure that all your marketing has call action attached to it. 
let's just start there and let's start with, you know, everybody that all those missed calls in your phone that you can't identify, you're going to now be able to identify that those are actual people calling about real estate. Once we start there and they start getting their feet wet and they start gaining interest because now they're getting more leads, then they start wanting to dive deeper. They want to start talking about, well, how do I, you know, do some of these live links where I can have them text price two and then they get the uh, MLS sheet on the price or, you know, market report two and then they get the market report. They'll start diving in deeper if you spood feed them. If you give them too much at one time, mine's blowing, they're gone. Mike, I have a question for you. Yeah. Tell us though, on the recruiting side, how do you go from eight to 400, man? Because that's, that's insane. Well, I'll tell you what, I mentioned Sam's name. Uh, Sam's really given us a lot of uh, ideas and stuff. We've got our own spin on things too, but you know, watching Sam do it gave us a lot of confidence to do it. But I'll tell you something, man. Recruiting, what I see happen more often than not is we've kind of operationalized this thing into seven steps. But I see people start in step five, ignoring step one through four all the, all the time. So I'll give you a quick breakdown of what the steps, in my opinion, really look like. Step one. Figure out your mission statement and your why, because you need to be able to, to articulate to people who you are, because you're looking for people that will align with you. What I see a lot of the times is people kind of machine gun spray the whole crowd, hoping to hit somebody that will talk to them and start onboarding agents that really don't fit. You know, so we want to make sure that we can articulate exactly what our mission statement is. Step number two is once you figure out your mission statement, then you've got to be able to figure out your ideal agent. So who do I want? Do I want brand new agents? And you can have more than one group. Do I want brand new people that have never sold before and I can train them up? Do I want broken wing agents, somebody that's been in the business a year, never really taken off, they know enough to survive, like they know the routine, but I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna help heal them and get them rolling? Do I want agents that are doing 20 deals a year, but they, they have no support, so I'm gonna maybe attract that audience? Or do I want huge producers? You can have all of the above if you're set for it, but each one's a different pain point. I mean, I know consistent income's a problem for newer agents, I can solve that pain point. I know scaling, is going to be a problem for people that are getting more successful once they solve that consistent income. I know that with top producers, it's going to be, uh, again, it's going to be a scaling problem, how to hire, how to recruit. That's going to be something we can do and what systems to plug into their business to help them grow. And then finally, exit plans. How are you going to actually exit the business once you've get, gotten that top producer you know, ranks? What's your next step to evolve? How do you replace yourself? So those are the pain points that we know. So if I know my, my ideal agents, like who I'm going to go for, I can design step three, my value proposition for each of those. Because that value proposition is going to be different based on which group you're in. Then step four, I'm going to create my custom audiences. This is where it starts to um, get operationalized a little bit. I got to be able to find those custom audiences. I got to be able to, you know, segment people by production or geographic area or by company. And that's when I'm going to start targeting those people. And I'm going to start targeting those people in step five. And that's how you operationalize your entire recruiting efforts. So right now on step five, yep. right now on step five through targeting, are you looking at using Facebook, Google, YouTube, LinkedIn? What are some of the things that you're using to target these agents? Yes, 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 and yes. We're doing. Okay, we're done. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're doing all of it, man, because here's the thing. We've got a, a virtual assistant doing phone calls. She's setting about two to three appointments every single day right now. Dude, that is freaking awesome. Give me the script really quick. The script is, hey, do you know Tristan? Tristan's in town this week meeting with agents. He loves a network. He feels that his network is his net worth. Can I set you up for coffee? Here's his calendar link. Boom. That's it. That's Super it? Super easy. It's not even recruiting. It's networking. But once they meet with you, it becomes recruiting. 
You know what, dude? So I'm new to the brokerage side, trying to recruit yeah. and all that. I've been sitting in these meetings, kind of similar to what you're doing, and people just halfway through, they realize like, whoa, this is an amazing opportunity. I didn't even realize this existed. And exactly. so I'm, I'm assuming people that sit with you and Long are halfway through, they're like, whoa, I came in just kind of wanting to talk to see Mastermind or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't intend to switch brokerages, but now that I'm here, I'm like, wow. 100%. You got it, buddy. That's exactly what happens because they go into this for networking. And I'll be honest with you. We go into it with networking too because we might not want them. We meet with them and we don't want to commit to bringing them over until it's a mutual thing, right? So we, we just kind of feel each other out. But as soon as we get a good feeling, we start turning on the, I don't want to say recruiting, but we just kind of share what we do. Hey, man, you, Tristan, you've been sharing your business with us. Let me share what we're doing. And then we flip it to what we're doing and they look at us and they're like, this sounds too good to be true. Yeah. You know, and that's when they start really getting interest. And I tell you, 90% of the people here today never had any intention of leaving the brokerage. They just met with us and felt compelled to come afterwards. So step five, dude, I'm telling you right now, this is where people want to start though. They want to start doing the recruiting before they get the other stuff figured out. But when you get it figured out, we're talking about virtual assistant setting appointments. We're talking about Facebook campaigns, retargeting campaigns going out. We're talking about emails going out. Now we use BrokerKit, which is a recruiting CRM. I think teams could use that really, really easily too. But what we do is we're sending that same email out. Hey, Tristan, Mike's out there right now meeting with people next week, loves to network. Can we set you up for coffee? And out of 100 emails, we get about 10 people that will open. Out of those 10 that open, we get about four no thank yous, two, three FUs, and then you know, a couple of people that don't respond, and then one. I was just like, yep, I'll meet. So 100 emails equals about one appointment. And this has been something we've been doing for years. Now, with step five also, you've got your YouTube videos. You've got your, you know, now you just had your, a good friend of ours on, Christina Haas and her PR campaign, this is part of our step five as well, is we're really building influence as much as we can in the marketplace. So it makes your operationalizing of recruiting so much easier when you're attracting people to you rather than chasing them. So a lot of what we're doing in step five is really moving towards step six is, is uh, or sorry, step seven, let me get there. But what we're moving towards step five is building that influence because I'm going to skip ahead for a second, but step seven is really increasing your social proof like making sure that people are talking about you, that you're true and tested, that you've got real legitimacy. Now, going back to step six, this is a big one. This is actually one of the biggest ones. And it's part of operationalizing it, but it's actually separate, is onboarding. Onboarding is one of the most important things you can do in recruiting. And the reason I say that is because what's relevant to you, Jeff, if I'm recruiting you right now and you're coming over, that's a stressful moment for you. You're leaving your company you're worried about your business, you know, slowing down or you being confused on what to do or are you having a hiccup. Now, if you onboard with me and my onboarding system is tight, if it's super smooth and you're, you're learning things and implementing things at a rapid pace and your business doesn't slow down, it actually increases. Everybody that's going to call you because they will, they're going to say, Jeff, why did you leave? Why did you leave XYZ Realty to go join Mike and Long at Realty Group? And you might tell the story of why you left, but then the follow-up question is this, well, how did the move go? And it's in that moment that your onboarding is either going to kill your recruiting or it's going to magnify it. Because Jeff, if your answer is, hey, the the move is smooth. It went super well. By the way, I'm super impressed with these guys. My business is already starting to grow. What's going to happen is you're going to create domino effects where more people will want to join. If your onboarding sucks and and it's it's stressful and painful, what you're going to see is everybody going, hey, yeah, I made the move and I think it's going to work out good, but it's, it's it's a tough move. 
that's not going to help you. So step six is onboarding, making sure you've got a tight program there. Let me stop you there real quick. So this is super high level stuff, first of all, which is, which is magnificent. But when, when it comes to the onboarding, and I can, I can speak to this because admittedly, it's not our strength either. Well, it's not our strength. I shouldn't say either because you guys kill it. But I think it is a pain point for a lot of companies. We can be really good at being influencers. I can be a really good recruiter. I can be really good at putting myself out there. But if when I bring them here, I don't put it all together, I don't have those pieces in place to do that because I'm too busy managing a team and I'm too busy recruiting and I'm too busy being an influencer. So what would you say is one of the singular two or three points to executing that effectively? Number one, have somebody dedicated to onboarding. Uh, when you're onboarding a lot of agents, it ends up being a full-time job. But you have to build out some automation to it. You really do. So we've got a, what we call a welcome email that goes out when they first join with us. Now, let me back up. We actually have kind of a pre-onboarding thing that happens. If I know you're coming in a week, I don't want you to wait a week and then start thinking about your business cards and your signs and all your marketing stuff. I'm going to get you all that long before you join. And secondarily, we segment, you know, by what you need before you're going to join, then what you're going to need after. So the day you join, assuming you've got all the stuff you're going to need prior to joining, you're going to get a welcome email from us. It's actually 15 pages of content, which is huge. Nobody's going to read through all that stuff and we know it, but we tell them, this is your Bible, save it all. You know, don't, don't delete it. Then what we do is over the next 15 days, we campaign with a section of that email. Here's what you should be focusing on day one. And we give them bite-sized things they should be focusing on. Here's what you should be focusing on day two. So we actually onboard them in about 15 days. And then the next 15 days is sort of a retouch on the things they missed. So it's about a 30-day process to get completely onboarded with all of our stuff. We've got 27 to 28 different things we do in here inside this brokerage that are either tech or platform or just kind of uh, operational functions that agents can get plugged into. So there's a ton of stuff for them here. Not everybody does that. But our, our brokerage, our team, and our onboarding is very robust. So we have to break it down, you know, like that. But when we, when we insert an agent into our ecosystem and they start getting all this stuff, they need a point of contact. They need someone they can turn to to say, I don't understand this. And it needs to be fast responsive times. It needs to be automated canned responses. It needs to be fast connections. If you don't have that, you're going to have people stressing out and then they're going to tell that bad story. Which leads to number seven. Exactly. That's social proof, right? That social proof is either going to make or break you. You know, so in step seven, you're going to want to do social proof such as case study. We've got one agent here that had a 241 increase in business her first year with us. You can guarantee, believe it, that she's out there on video with us and that's one of our targeted Facebook campaigns, actual case study of people that were doing better with us than before. We had one agent come over that was paying pretty heavy splits, doing 13 transactions a year, now doing 30 transactions a year at, at 100% with us. Um, and he's telling the story of how he went on his first European vacation that he's wanted to do for like 12 years. That's something that resonates with agents out there. So we're going to get that in a Facebook campaign to 2,000 agents that we want to target in the Twin Cities. And we're going to retarget them, whoever engages with it, with a different case study. We're just going to keep on doing different case studies to that group that wants to engage with that message. So, you know, that social proof thing is extremely important. Both as leaders, we like, we got to have the right attraction to us as leaders, but also the other side of the social proof is what are the results that your agents are experiencing with you. Right. I mean, well, that's just so powerful because it's not just, you're not just going to use that for the social proof to recruit, but it's, it's your branding. It's an absolute differentiator. I mean, it is separating you guys. And, and, and that's the reason why you've gone from eight agents to 400 agents. What was the timeline on that? 
So it was four years. Like our first year, I think we picked up 45, 50 agents. Um, we didn't know how big we we're going to be. We didn't know where this was going to go. We just know we wanted to do something disruptive. Now we had an ideal. You know, neither of us liked the way brokerages were running around here. We wanted to basically be the brokers we didn't have. We were watching agents, you know, losing a lot of money to their brokerages with getting little to no value. And we experienced that as top producers. I was experiencing that myself. You know, we wanted to disrupt. We wanted to actually create a brokerage for the way that we would have loved to have one as an agent. So we didn't know how big that was going to get, if it would even catch on. But the first year, we picked up like 45 agents. Second year is about 50. Third year was about 60, 65. And then the fourth year, we went 160 agents this last year. You know, so we still got a few more that are going to join us before the end of the year. You know, so next year, we're trying to, we're hoping to push it up to 200. That might be a lofty goal, but I think we're going to get it. I have no doubts, man. I have no doubts. You guys have a killer system in place. So if anybody listening to the podcast wants to get a hold of you guys, what's the best way to do so? Man, you can call us, email us, uh, get us on Facebook, whatever you want to do. My personal cell phone number is 651-587-2396. Again, this is Mike Bernier. Or hit us up at www.realtygroupmn.com. That's all you got to do. That is uh, awesome. Mike, it has been a pleasure. I feel like we could probably do this uh, for hours. I think you mentioned that before we went live was uh, we could talk about recruiting for four hours or you have. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we probably could. But we're trying to keep these to about a 30-minute window, so uh, we kind of condense a bunch of information. I have a feeling we're going to have you on again. Uh, This has been awesome. I really appreciate your time. Listeners, if you like this podcast, we're obviously brand new. Please share. Please like. Please engage. Uh, Let us know what you think, and uh, let your friends, colleagues, uh, brokers, let everybody know about it. Uh, We're going to continue to have some amazing guests. Mike, you have been fantastic. This has been awesome. I look forward to the next time you and I get to talk because uh, you always make me smarter. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good day. Awesome, brother. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Agents Podcasts.